welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast where we review every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're watching Season 1, Episode 7, Basketball Diaries. Kelsey, can you read us the Degrassi Wiki episode synopsis, please? Of course I can. Okay. So, Jimmy desperately wants to make the basketball team, but surprisingly, it looks like Sean is surpassing him as a possible star player. Adding to Jimmy's pressure is his academic status. He's been given a few warnings since he can't seem to balance school and sports. When he convinces hyperactive spinner to skip a Ritalin pill and give it to him instead, he plays a great game, but not as a team player. So, there's a little shade thrown at Sean, like, right <laughs> off the bat, like, surprisingly. Like, surprisingly, Ryan Atwood Light can't, like, play the game. But, you know, he does a good job. Whatever. Um... I don't know. I, I think it really covers all of it. It, it ignores the whole Liberty storyline. But other than that, it seems pretty fine. I mean, the Liberty storyline is kind of minor and not super interesting. But it does kind of give the entire overview of the Jimmy storyline, too, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they they don't hide anything from us like at all it's it's just spoiler alert for sure spoiler alert there's a riddle in <laughs> um holland can you tell us a little bit about the episode title i can i think this is probably one of the most easily recognizable references at least that we've come across so far um the basketball diaries was a memoir by jim carroll which was later turned into a movie starring leonardo dicaprio about this kid growing up in New York City who developed an addiction to heroin and it was scary and I guess he used to play basketball. He was like really promising at basketball but then he took heroin and life was sad for a while. But I feel like this actually is one of the most fitting but titles we've had related to the storyline because there are drugs and basketball involved. But the obviously the Basketball Diaries is a lot more high stakes and dramatic than this episode of Degrassi. Yeah, it's almost a little bit insulting to the Basketball Diaries to to compare like Jimmy's one time riddle in use. Um, like it's not even an opiate. To, like it's not like he's taking painkillers to heroin and addiction. I oh oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and Ritalin is the ve- a very low stakes drug, <laughs> especially like out of any of the prescription pills that you could take. It's kind of, it's even less on par with like prescription marijuana for your like glaucoma. It's like, oh no, I need this to concentrate and not freak out. Like it's it's barely even Adderall. Like it's it's kind of speed, but it's mostly not. Yeah, well, we'll get to that when we get to it, how Jimmy acts while he is supposedly on Ritalin. But let's start from the top. Um, Okay, so they're having basketball tryouts in the morning before school starts, which, first of all, that is a bad recipe for all teenage boys involved because they're just going to be gross and sweaty and B.O.E. all day. Like, when you're in middle school... And you're going through that puberty and you're sweaty. That's already bad. But I don't know why they're having basketball trials before school. And it just made me really uncomfortable for all of them. 
Well, that's what I'm confused with because they're not really tryouts. It's just a practice. They're already a team. I don't understand why they're about to play a game and they're still making cuts. Like that's the thing that you do like during tryouts. It's like you have like maybe alternates on the bench or whatever, but you're not making cuts when you're already playing like the big game against Earl Grey, which is a crazy name for a high school. Well, I know. I was like, that is a T. Is the team is the named after this place called Earl Grey in Canada? Is this where this comes from? Or are they just straight up named after the T? I don't know what's happening. But on that note, I don't think it's that weird. It was They did say it was like a demonstration game. It wasn't like an official game yet. When I played soccer in high school, we still played like not in-season games while tryouts were still going on. So I didn't have to really suspend my disbelief for that. But it was weird. Like, I don't even think anybody on the team got cut except for spoiler alert at the end. But that was for bad behavior. I think everybody was, like, basically on the team anyway. Well, I mean, shock and surprise. I was not a team player in (laughs) high school, and I was not on a sport. But to me, I thought that was kind of weird. Oh, also, the basketball music is amazing. Because they like to have, like, you know, the underlying music for, like, different themes of what, like, certain episodes are about. And the basketball music is great. It's, like, I I feel like they just, like, went into, like, whatever is fair use and found, like, generic hip-hop question mark. (laughs) And it's great. It's wonderful. I want Drake to find that generic music and just, like, turn it into his next biggest hit. Just rap over that beat. I would love that. Or at least like sample it like like at the very beginning or like something and be it would make me so happy. So they have tryouts before school and there's a big game against Earl Grey coming up. And I also would like to note maybe we can jump into the fashion report. But this is the first time we see Sean wearing something that is not a jean jacket and a white shirt because he's wearing gym clothes because he's trying out for basketball. And I bet when I was a young girl, I was like, oh, my God, he's being so active. Like, he plays sports and he's a bad boy. Oh, my God. I feel like that's never a thing that crossed my mind. But it was nice to see him out of his, like, standard Sean uniform. Because at this point, like, and we might as well just jump into the fashion report right now. Police. Sorry, I said report. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We might as well jump into fashion police right now. Um, so yeah, so Sean, uh, went from his basic uniform, which is a little crazy. He wears kind of the same thing every day. He's, he's a glorified cartoon character. I was just about to say he's like a cartoon character, but when he was out of his gym clothes, he was back in the jean jacket and white shirt combo. (laughs) So he tried, he went out of his box a little bit, but not really. Also, Jimmy is now wearing the AJ chain from last episode that he got for his eight-month anniversary. And I have to admit, it's not as humongous and gaudy as I thought it was when we saw it in the box. But he's also, like, a a big dude. Like, he's tall, so it might just be, like, in proportion to his body. <laughs> it's still pretty big. But I liked the continuity that Degrassi, like, had mm-hmm. in that. They were like, oh, this is a thing. Let's make it, like, so it continues happening. Um, at one point in the cafeteria when Liberty is being annoying to Ashley and is like, I write all your words, da da da. Ashley is wearing this like bright bluey turquoise sweater with that has kind of a deep V, but it still has a collar on it. And I was very not on board for that outfit. 
Yeah, I wasn't really on board for like Liberty's weird floral shirt that was like kind of a yellow color. And I also, yeah, Liberty makes a lot of fashion errors. And her, she's wearing like basically a farmersonly.com uniform for her first TV appearance, which is like try harder, Liberty. Just fucking try harder. Liberty literally dresses like a four year old. <laughs> and no, I don't agree with her overalls with a collared shirt look on her first on camera appearance. She looked like Farmer, and I was not on board for it you know it wasn't great um and then ashley you know she's wearing that blue thing but then when she's like in class after like liberty crashes and burns she's wearing like her like poet uniform (laughs) which i feel like is very like a preview of what's to come which made me very excited and she's wearing one of those black like stretchy chokers around her neck which every girl had at the time like I had you had one of those everybody had one of those I'm sure and it just it definitely was a blast of nostalgia for that choker um hopping over to the one appearance we have of Terry she's wearing a very on trend for the time rugby striped shirt with that it's like maroon and white or something I'm gonna go on eBay right now and buy some of those chokers um that's my game plan for that's that's what my the rest of my afternoon is gonna be i forgot terry was in this episode at all so but i believe you um and Paige is in this episode for two seconds to be bitchy and leave which is my favorite and to talk about her bad french accent which we'll get to um but she does have crimped hair and it looks dope i miss crimped hair and it's like the crimped hair it's crimped accents in the hair it's not the full hair which is the only way it's very lizzie mcguire the only way to do it where you would just do like certain segments of your hair you would crimp and it just reminded me of all those like commercials those con air crimp commercials that would always be on tv and i never had a crimper and i always wanted one my um my best friend had a crimper and she used to do her hair all the time and I always wanted to but I never could because I have curly hair so we'd have to straighten my hair and then crimp it and it was just it was too much for when you're like a child you're like oh this is taking so long but I always wanted to be able to crimp my hair I know I never had one but also my hair used to be very straight and then once I had puberty it went wavy but I didn't know that yet so I suffered from the puffiness of hair in middle school like we see all these actresses do because they don't know yet they have they haven't accepted their hair changes sometimes it's true um and then the last kind of fashion note that i have is that spinner when he does his like crazy person dance just has towels sticking out of his pockets well i mean he's the team manager which i always associated with like the dorky character was the team manager But Spinner really doesn't fit into that kind of stereotypical box. I also, my only Spinner note fashion-wise was Spinner wears, everything Spinner wears is like Affliction-esque. It all has like flames on it. And it's awful and gaudy, but like every middle school boy wore that. So I'm very familiar with the fashion. But no, I don't understand why Spinner is the team manager because he also doesn't seem like he would really give a shit about sports. I have so many notes about Spinner being the team manager. Um, so do you want to just close out Fashion Police? Mm-hmm. Okay, bye, Fashion. Um, Book them. Okay, 
So, so we haven't even gotten past the they're practicing basketball in the morning <laughs> part of this episode. Um, so basketball practice is over. Jimmy goes into English class with Miss Kwan, Ms. Kwan, Mrs. I can't remember. I think we agreed on Ms. last time. Right. And Jimmy still hasn't done his English assignment and Ms. Kwan is not impressed. Yeah, Queen Kwan is not on board for the record. Can we just maybe call her Queen Kwan? Uh, I agree with that. Okay. Okay, good. Um, Obviously spelled K-W-E-E-N to work with Kwan. Um, Yeah, no, she's she's not on board for how Jimmy is, like, studying or whatever. Um, And also, Jimmy's kind of a dummy. Uh, The Lord of the Flies. Like, read the back of the book. Something like the Lord of the Flies is clearly not a character. I loved the Lord of the Flies, by the way. I actually never had to read it because I this is going to like really divide. This is really going to show where each of us were in high school. I was like in all of the honors English classes and the honors English class at my school didn't read Lord of the Flies, but the regular one did. So I never read it because I was just too smart. Everybody no, but I never read it. But like they're in chapter eight. They would have at least discussed the book in class up to that point, unless you assign like the first eight chapters of the book, which I find hard to believe because they're 13, but they're in chapter eight. So this just means Jimmy has not been paying attention to class discussions throughout the entire assignment of this book and says he identifies with the pig's head, Lord of the Flies, and he's just real bad at school. Yeah, no, um, for your information, I read it in eighth grade, not high school, so <laughs> you still win, but that's fine. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. They definitely would have talked about it up until this point. And also, by the time, like, and everyone laughs, but I think by the eighth chapter, I'm not even sure if the Lord of the Flies is a thing yet. So, like, the whole class, like, bursting into laughter is, like, a little confused. They're like, ha-ha, the Lord of the Flies, that severed pig's head on a stick. But it's like, I don't think that's happened yet. That's, like, mid-book. And I don't remember how long the book is, but I feel like chapter eight's maybe too early. Also, I will say I have never read Lord of the Flies, but I could probably tell you everything that happens in Lord of, in Lord of the Flies because literally everybody has to read that book at some point in their life. And if you don't, you just hear about it constantly. Yeah, it's kind of like a cultural touchstone for sure. Yeah, like I know Piggy. I know like the general plot, but I don't know. I know people get murdered and it's a whole thing. So our subplot is Ashley reads the morning announcements, but Liberty writes them for her, I guess. Like it, it kind of seems weird that Liberty writes all of them. Like it's not even a collaborative effort, but we see Liberty rushing to the classroom to give Ashley her script like seconds before she needs to go on the air and and Ashley's just immediately like don't be late Liberty God and just shitting on her like always Ashley's so mean to Liberty I, I I don't like Liberty but I do feel bad but it's it's like you know I think that's just kind of like how it works so like there's writers and then there's the performers and I feel like Liberty doesn't understand how TV works but Liberty is the only writer, and she's in seventh, like, how is Liberty the only writer? Because it's like a 10-minute segment every morning, and it's basically being like, this is what's happening today. And, like, she'll throw in some jokes. But, yeah, no, I feel like it should be a group effort. But it's it's also, it's not, like, a sitcom. Like, it's, it's, it's 10 minutes of, like, announcements in the morning. That's true. 
But while Ashley is reading the announcements, we Liberty then runs to the classroom to watch them on TV with everybody else. And JT notes on how suave Ashley is. <laughs> I hate JT. <laughs> like, fuck you, JT. The only person in this whole thing that I agree with is Sean, who's like, why are you here extra hours on purpose? And I love that his social worker is making him be on the basketball team. Like, I love everything about Sean. Sean doesn't give a shit about anything, and I love it. And also, Manny just, she, like... Manny is a main character and she has no personality yet. She like turns on a fucking dime. Like she goes from being like, Ashley's so cool and effortless. And then she's like, yeah, anyone could do that. A monkey could do Ashley's <laughs> job. And I'm like, you need to pick a stance and stick with it and have a personality. Manny's literally just someone that everyone bounces things off of. And she just agrees with everything that anyone is saying in front of her no bad like even if it contradicts what she said literally five seconds earlier but we will see her develop she becomes quite a lady but so once morning announcements are over and mr simpson starts talking about the fascinating world of html we hop back to they're in um, Mrs. Kwan's classroom, and that's when the Lord of the Flies things happen. Um, and then Paige, uh, we comes out, and we see Paige for like the first time. We see her twice in this whole episode, and both times are very brief, and she's very mean. And she's just like she says something in French, but her French accent is so bad I couldn't even understand what she said because it, it wasn't like any sort of goodbye that I could recognize and she's like my parisian accent's amazing and i'm like i don't know what you're saying at all and i like i i speak like shitty garbage basic french i also didn't understand the context for her to be speaking french in the first place she just walks out of the classroom says something in french and like is like my accent's great and like pieces out down the hallway <laughs> and i have no idea why that was in the episode at all unless something in lord of the flies relates to that but i wouldn't know because i haven't read it I think it was a different class. I think okay. they were leaving a French class. I think it was just confusingly laid out. <laughs> okay, that that would make more sense. They are in Canada. They probably have to learn French at some point um, if they don't already speak it. But so they're in the hallway, and I don't even remember. I think this is when Liberty accosts Ashley in the hallway, and I feel like I've said that sentence literally every single episode <laughs> that Liberty has been in. Liberty accosts somebody in the hallway every episode, but she walks up to Ashley and starts being like, hey, I write all your shit. I want to read the morning announcements. And Ashley's like, that's not how it works. And but Liberty is persistent, as always, because that's who she is. And then Ashley and I think this is when they walk into the cafeteria. And then finally, Ashley's like, fine, you fucking do it. You see how easy it is. And sets up a little learning lesson for Liberty. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Um, you know, Liberty definitely just attacks people instead of having conversations with them. And I think maybe this would have played out. I mean, it, it all worked out for the best. Spoiler alert. But I mean, I think it would have worked out differently for her if maybe she just approached Ashley in a calm way and been like, hey, I've been thinking about maybe trying to read the announcements one time. Not being like a monkey could do your job. Fuck you. I write everything. Like, you know, she just goes straight for like, like she works herself up and she just goes in too hot, you know? Yeah. She just needs to learn how to talk to other human beings, <laughs> basically. 
So let's we hop back to Spinner has to take Ritalin because they don't call him Spinner for nothing, right? Which was like the most shoehorned in explanation for his nickname. Yeah, no, I totally forgot that that was the reason that they called him Spinner. But I mean, that's fine. Also, I wanted to mention that Spinner has like a really solid understanding of medication for an eighth grader. And like, like, just like, you know, how it like kind of works in a different way for different people. And he understands brain chemistry. Like he's a dumber. He's a dumber. (laughs) Like he's a dummy. He thinks that, like, catch-22 is catch-42. Like, he's not bright. But, like, certain things he just, like, knocks out of the water, like last episode with Shakespeare. But, like, and and he's very, like, responsible. Like, later on when they're, like, talking in, in Queen Kwan's classroom, um, and he, he has, like, an alarm that goes off to remind him to take his medication at a certain time. Like, most eighth graders are not going to be that way. He also even has, like, one of those old lady days of the week pill boxes. Like, to help him plan out his medicine intake. Also, I like how Jimmy knows what Catch-22 is, but he has no idea anything about Lord of the Flies. But, yeah, so Spinner explains all of this to Jimmy, who had to stay up really late to complete his English assignment that he didn't turn in. And he's, like, wiped out from doing that, and he has no energy left for the big game. And he's feeling really threatened because at practice, Sean was doing really well, Surprisingly, according to the Degrassi wiki uh, summary of the episode, and he's feeling threatened and insecure because Coach Armstrong was like, no, Jimmy, we're not doing layups right now. Get your head in the game. Get you, get you. Okay. Anyway, so so Spinner talks about Ritalin and Jimmy's like, let me take one at some point. And I feel like I am hopping all over the place and you need to talk right now. It's okay. You had a good narrative going. We don't have to go scene by scene. Um, it's not the end of the world if we're just jumping around with one storyline. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he convinces Spinner to um, give him his last pill, which is really nice of Spinner. Like, it's like immoral or whatever. But it's really, he's being a really good friend. He's like, I really need this to like be functioning and alive and like a human who can like be in society and jimmy's like but give me one because i need it because i'm tired to which i say jimmy drink a fucking cup of coffee or like a really big soda yeah or like a monster energy drink or something like something you can legally get your hands on that would actually give you energy and not like i feel like also so jimmy takes a spinner's last ritalin and i the way he acts is not how somebody on Ritalin would act, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's 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 a little closer to maybe someone on Adderall or just, like, speed in general. Because, I mean, I used to sometimes take Adderall, like, for fun. And I was, like, super amped up. But he was being a big old asshole. Um, I mean, I've taken it, too. But it was, to it's like, to study in college the night before I had a test. But I feel like when you... You have to, when you take Adderall or something like that with this for a specific purpose and your brain is already focusing on what you need to do while the thing is kicked in, then your brain just does that, but just more efficiently. And Jimmy was acting like a crazy person. So I feel like if he had actually literally taken that being like, I need to be really good at basketball, he would have been more focused on like 
his technique in basketball and not like running around like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this game right now. I ate toast and bananas and I had a really good breakfast. And like, I feel like that was a little unrealistic. Oh yeah, no, that part was like straight up psychotic. But I, I thought the pushing was kind of like apropos for what was going on. But speaking of people who are like behaving like lunatics, Spinner is like, I feel like he's not acting like a person who has ADD. He's just acting like a person who has kind of lost their mind i mean maybe adhd like he's probably has adhd not just add um but yeah no so during halftime they play like this really generic boombox beat music that's very repetitive while they're having their like locker room talk and spinner because he's not on his ritalin goes into the middle of the basketball court and starts like dancing and kind of like just like swaying from one foot to the other foot basically is what is dancing. And then Mr. Rad is just like immediately not amused. And then Spinner moons the entire crowd for like a really long time. It's not like quick and out of there. It's like for a long time. Like people are really getting a good eye of like what's going on. And I'm so glad I wasn't in the audience. And again, towels in the pockets. But while we're on Spinner, I really, really want to talk about um what is going on with him being a manager are students normally managers of high school sports teams I don't know I feel like there are coaches and then they're like by Spinner being the team manager I feel like he's like the guy who gets them water and has towels on hand and he probably like carts around a little cart of basketballs during practice I think those things exist at least like at the games but, and that they're usually students, but I think that's what his team manager role actually means. You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then the coach, like, orders him around like an asshole. He was like, he's like, Mason, clean the bench, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is that a thing? Like, can he do that? Because he's not getting paid for this. I think it's the same as, like, school, people who play sports in high school don't get paid for this. So neither will the team manager. It's like a voluntary thing. I don't think he tried out to be team manager, but I think he probably volunteered because his best friend plays basketball and he just wants to like hang out. But I want to talk about, so after Spinner moons the crowd, Mr. Radich takes him into his office and he's not mad about the fact that a child just bared his butt to the entire Jim, he's angry because it made them look bad in front of Earl Grey, which I think is a sign of things yet to come with Mr. Radich in terms of the image of Degrassi and how he runs the school. But I just found that kind of astounding. Yeah, no, it's it's not the best. I mean, he's he's an asshole. We we know this, and we're starting to see it more and more. Um. But I, I feel like that kind of brings me to Spirit Squad Captain a little bit. Are you, like, on board? Well, I feel like we should wrap up that the Liberty storyline before we do that. So Liberty goes on TV and reads the morning announcements, and she's really awful at it. Well, first she starts out not knowing that they're airing. It's just, like, touching her face. And I just want to say the look on Sean's face made me crack up because he's just looking at the TV in disbelief and kind of like in horror like what the fuck is going on but Liberty is really bad at the announcements and everyone is laughing at her and then she goes and cries in the bathroom but Ashley like nice 
Part, I didn't hate Ashley in this episode. Ashley goes into the bathroom and comforts Liberty and is like, yeah, you didn't do a great job, but you weren't the worst. See, this is what I'm talking about. Not everybody can do this. It's actually harder than you thought. And instead of just leaving it like that, she lets Liberty redeem herself after the game where they win. Well, we should probably hop back to that at some point, too. And Liberty reads off like, hey, we won. Jimmy scored a three-pointer, and it was great. Thanks, Degrassi. And Ashley's like, see, that's how you do it. Now, stay in your corner until I fucking graduate. Get out of my territory. Which was, I think, I love how Ashley handled it. I think she did a really good job with that. She, you know, she helped her out, and it was really sweet. And, you know, I mean, it started off shitty, but it ended up being a really good thing. But then she, like, she stood her ground, and she was like, now you know, and you'll be great. Next year, back the fuck off. Which I was like, good for you, Ashley. Because Ashley is generally a wet blanket. (laughs) So seeing her, like be a human person was really nice and not just like a bummer yeah I think when Ashley is kind of in her zone in her like in an area where she knows she excels and isn't being insecure about something like the nor- the morning announcements she knows she's good at it she knows how to do it um she kind of finds her confidence in that and is able to not be an awful human being but jumping back the so so Jimmy is a fucking psychopath on the basketball court and is being a ball hog and a showboat as Mr. Armstrong later says and he doesn't pass to Sean and when Sean gets the ball at the very end Jimmy straight up like knocks him down and steals the ball away from him to score the winning shot and Mr. Armstrong oh and Sean hurt his ankle and we it was tough going for a while but he didn't actually end up breaking it and we were all very sad and worried about him. And I thought it was, I, I mean, I think it's just that I have no sporting experience, so I don't know. But it, I thought it was weird that he was like, can you wiggle your toes for me? And I was like, his feet are in sneakers. You won't be able to tell. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably, it was probably just to, to see if he could do it, even if you couldn't see it. I don't think it was for Mr. Armstrong to see. It was so Sean could, like, see if he could do it. But, um. So after the game, Mr. Armstrong interrupts the celebration to pull Jimmy aside and be like, dude, that wasn't cool. I can't take any chances because you were an asshole today. You're cut from the team. And then it freeze frames on Jimmy's sad little face because the entire point of him taking the Ritalin was so he didn't get cut, which for also there was no way he was going to get cut. Like, Jimmy, you're the best fucking basketball player. And it's really obvious. Yeah, he really didn't have anything to worry about. And Spinner made that really clear to him, too. He was like, you're going to make the team. But on top of that, when Jimmy is, like, taking it really personally, which is kind of shitty, like, just accept that you are a child and you can take constructive criticism. Like, just fucking chill out. He's like, he's like, he was going so hard on me. He hates me. And Spinner's like, no, he was just giving you pointers because he's a teacher and you are a student. Even though you're not in a classroom, like, you're still fucking learning. Yeah, and I also thought, so when Jimmy came into the locker room for that scene, he's like, oh, my God, Sean's really good. Like, ugh, Mr. Armstrong loves him. He has nothing to worry about. And Spinner's like, yeah, he's good. That's fucking good. He's got, like, he's on your team, bro. He's like, yeah, Sean's a good player. But so, like, that doesn't mean that you're not a good player. And Jimmy's like, oh, Mr. Armstrong hates me. He's like, no, he doesn't. Like, Spinner was weirdly wise in this entire episode. It's true. He was. Um, 
yeah, no. Spinner, are you ready for uh, Spirit Squad Captain? Because I'm feeling ready. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I think that leads really nicely into me saying that for maybe the first and last time, Spinner is my spirit squad captain of the episode. You know, he like he was so he was really great with Jimmy. You know, he was supportive, but he was also like trying to keep him grounded in reality until he caved with the Ritalin thing. And like that, that wasn't ideal. But that was also still him being a really good friend because it was like it was it's something that he medically needs. And he knew that it would be like horrible and embarrassing if he couldn't be on it, which like case in point, that's exactly what happened. Um, and he was still like, my friend needs this to be awake, which is stupid. <laughs> but, you know, he's kind of dumb. But, yeah, no, I think that he was definitely Spirit Squad captain for me. I totally can see that. Um, he was a very good friend. And even at the end when Mr. Radich was like, um, did you take your fucking pill today? He was like, no, I forgot. And he took the punishment of having to take the medicine in front of the secretary or whatever for the rest of the year. And he didn't rat out his friend. He like was solid all the way through. But I'm going to say that he's not my spirit squad captain. And I'm going to go with Ashley. She could have treated Liberty a lot worse than she did. She could have let Liberty fall on her sword during the entire like like debacle where her with her reading the announcements she could have been like yeah see what fucking happens when you mess with me but she turned it into a learning experience for liberty and didn't let her stew in the embarrassment and she let her redeem herself but then she also was like but stay out of my territory she was standing her ground asserting her dominance and she kind of turned it into giving liberty confidence but also making it work for her benefit which i admired I think that was a good choice. I think it could have gone either way with Ashley or Spinner. Um, so I'm proud of us. I don't have a ship for this episode. Me, I know there was nothing romantic going on with anybody. So then I'll just be like, Sean and Emma, they were in like a classroom together. And I guess that was cute. And she did show concern for him at the end. She was like, that Jimmy guy shouldn't have pushed him. That's very true. She was like very much concerned with the fact that Sean got hurt. So, Sean and Emma, ship of the episode. Just the default, I guess, at this point. And the moral, I think, is too... I don't know. Maybe not too... Maybe to have confidence in yourself. And to not worry. I feel like a lot of the morals are to not worry about what other people are doing. And to just maybe focus on yourself more. And don't compare yourself to others. I got a different one for that. Um, I think that the moral is don't take shortcuts. Um, you know, just there aren't any. Just You just have to work hard and manage your time if you're trying to do two things at once. You just have to find a better way because taking a shortcut is going to lead to you not making the team or you, if you're in the actual basketball diaries, having a – life-threatening addiction slash illness i don't know um just don't fucking take shortcuts guys work hard or you could just fail miserably on tv in front of everybody i think that applies to everything that went on and i think yours is better than mine so let's go with no shortcuts just fucking work hard and learn your lessons the hard way i guess um so i guess that just brings us to plugs you can 
follow the show on Twitter at Degrassi Pod. Um, we're also, uh, we have a Gmail, whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Send us questions. We would love to answer any. Um, we are also on SoundCloud and iTunes. So just search for us there. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. And you can follow me also on Twitter and Instagram at HollandTacular. But I think that's all we got for this episode. So, oh, yeah, we got to plug other people. (laughs) (laughs) We're very selfish this afternoon. You guys, we're just a little sleepy. I'm sorry. I'm, you know what I'm going to fucking plug? As of recording this, the legend Prince has just passed away. So the purple one has passed on and it's very sad. And Kelsey and I actually work together IRL. And we just spent the last 48 hours, less than that, less time than that, putting together a commemorative issue for Prince for Newsweek with like our entire company. But you can find this magazine on newsstandsnow.com and read it. And it's great. I hope there's nothing wrong with it because we put it together very quickly. Um, I mean, that's also a little bit my plug. But I, I guess, I mean, we should just do Prince themed in general. So um, I guess I'm plugging uh, a free trial with title so that you can listen to all of Prince's music because he's great. And Kiss is one of my favorite songs that's ever happened in the world. It's good. It's fucking good. Um, And that is all we have for you guys. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.